0: Ah, ah. so n- n- what, you
1: Alright, how to get ludicrous saying fantasy in the intro so that you out there know, listening to the question block podcast, this episode is about phobias and fetishes. So I am uh, Alex. Or Wires of NYC on Instagram. With me is?
0: Arielist.
1: Nice. You can be found at Arielist on the gram and everywhere else. Everywhere. So, for those of you who are just listening to this and not watching, I've got my zaddy hat on, looking like a dad, sort of like a cop leather fetish thing going on. And you?
0: I'm a spider. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Oh, I'm a spider, and also I have like the 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 eyes. I have like many eyes, groupings of circles, which is like scary to people, or they they have phobias of it. And also, I think spiders are the most feared insect of all the insects. They're not insects; they're arachnids. Oh, they're the no most that. feared Bugs. creature of all of the creatures.
1: <laughs> we'll get into the stats. We'll break it down yeah. the phobias. We'll start off with the the etymology. Do you know where the word phobia comes from
0: maybe maybe phoebe shout out to your niece <laughs> I don't know
1: phoebe is the opposite of a fearful child because phobos means fear because two of the sons of ares were phobos and demos which translate literally as fear and terror <laughs> so a, a phobia just it means it is greek for fear
0: do you know what the first the first fear was
1: the first what is the first like recorded phobia yeah so what well, we should we should maybe the definition should be clear it's not just being afraid of something cuz that's like can be a reasonable survival response a phobia is like an irrational fear beyond the point of like reasonably fearing the thing
0: yeah although you don't have to know that it's irrational Was they it? they changed that oh really yeah oh, okay. they ch- the the DSM DSM5 DSM5 five. just like de- just <laughs> dead mouse's no? brother yeah. um yeah they changed it it used to the definition according to like, yeah, the psychologist cheat code book.
1: It used to be that you needed to know. You needed to irrational. know that it
0: was rational, but now only other people need Not to. Now only
1: the psychiatrist know. needs to know that it's rational.
0: And then they won't tell you. Do you know what the original, yeah. the the, the OG? Yeah, I do. If you don't, but do you?
1: in a rational fears, I mean, my guess would be like ghosts or ancestors or something like that. Maybe like bones.
0: no. You're wrong. All right, you're incorrect. (laughs) Um, What was it? What's the original fear? Hippocrates. I mean, maybe you know, possibly, but the first recorded fear. There's there are actually two that came together. Uh, Hippocrates wrote about this.
1: The first doctor. Yeah, as I remember from the medical episode.
0: Yeah, he wrote about this guy named Democritus. Who mm-hmm. was really, really terrified of bridges, and so even if a bridge wasn't very high, even if it was like a, just a ditch, he would have to get off and walk through the ditch instead. So, D- Democletes turned like, up to see his wait, but this isn't mm-hmm. the craziest fear because Democrites turned up to see his doctor, who I guess then like later, this was passed down to Hippocrates, so this was like before his time. Mm-hmm. He, he showed up with his friend and he was like, if you think that my fear of Bridges is ridiculous, you should meet my friend, Nakantor, who who is scared of flute girls. When he was at a symposium in all male Greek drinking oh. party, okay. he, uh, and he heard the flute girls play on their flutes. He got ill and then it would happen anytime he heard flute. And there's a I, oh, crap, I forget the word for it, but there's there is a word for like fear of.
1: Fear of flutes.
0: There's a word for a fear of everything. It's just like the Latin word and then like... It's
1: a common word game, yeah. actually. I wanted to point out, though, with the bridges, because they had like open sewers in Athens or whatever. So like not walking over a ditch was like very gross. Yeah,
0: he's the guy to rather... I'd rather
1: step in shit. It's not like right now where you, like you step in some like gross like sludge water in New York City. It's even worse because it's just... A sewer. So yeah, you would be pretty scared. We'll be like I'll be like, I don't like
0: I want to go over the Brooklyn Bridge. I'll just swim. Yeah, the
1: equivalent. Which some people do. Yeah.
0: They hate bridges.
1: We'll go over that. we'll cover that in our bridges episode. Yeah. Like a couple episodes from now. Then also the it's not the opposite, because the opposite of a phobia would be like a philia. But we're not gonna talk about Wait. just like philias because like you
0: should. You, Par, uh, paraphilia would be. So, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the sexier portion okay. of this, which is that technically fetishes, it's, they're not, it, fetishes are part of a larger umbrella of things, but we'll talk about that. Mm. We're going to cover fear first. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So start with the scary stuff. And then we'll do aftercare and we'll talk about fetishes and paraphilias and uh, kinks. Okay.
1: So the, do you want to like run us through, it sounded like you're getting started with like the history of phobias because you were telling me from your research that they kind of track with larger societal trends like over time. Like there will be fads or fashions for like what the phobia is.
0: Oh yeah, I just thought a cool one was um, the, fear, the fear of being made of glass or the de- glass delusion. Mm-hmm. So it's a fear that you'll, that you will break like king philip exactly mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of nobility had this fear and they all seem to have in common certain aspects certain aspects of it were which were uh a lot of it related to like specifically their butt like they were afraid of like sitting on hard if they sat <laughs> on, on hard like they, an
1: uncushioned surface their fragile butt <laughs> Chatter,
0: yeah. People, psychologists today think that this might have been because people wanted to kill rulers all the time, so this would get you extra protection. Like you couldn't just say that, "Oh, I'm scared,"
1: because you would think fear of being poisoned would be like a real common one.
0: Yeah, but that's not that wasn't just irrational say, that because <laughs> that would happen all the time.
1: Constantly.
0: Yeah, but, that would. Well, and actually, Pope Pope Pius. Yeah during his time he he dealt with like a ton of this so he dealt with with um
1: you'd like cure these royals they would come to him and he would spank them
0: pretty much yeah and then they would develop fetishes yeah well that, that actually I, I were you joking because that actually is what he would do
1: you did tell me that pious spanked yeah, royal, he, royal he would
0: spank them and he would he would say, did that hurt? And they would go, no, no, sir. Can I have another? And he would go, if your butt really was made of glass, then it wouldn't hurt. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He wasn't like it would shatter. He's like, yeah, the fact that you can feel, uh-huh. um, you know, it means that that you're not made of glass. And he also he did deal with. The wife of Maximilian III, the Cinco de Mayo dude. Oh yeah, yeah. She was afraid of being poisoned, and in hers was hers was actually to a degree of of irras- irrationality. This is
1: after Maximilian died, and she had returned to Europe. Yeah, right? and like because you know she spent the rest of her life.
0: Hanging out with Pope Pius. Hanging out with the Pope. Eating, eating eating his food.
1: Being sort of crazy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was a big the, the glass phobia was a big thing. Um oh uh what's his name? Tchaikovsky. He had it. He had a touch of this. He was afraid that his head would fall off if he didn't hold his head. But this was a this was like a a branching of the glass delusion. It was like a you know, some people would have it part of the Venn diagram.
1: Did you get like the Latin? term what's the glass no because
0: i i didn't you can look it up i mean
1: it'd probably be like vidrophobia or auto vidrophobia or something i'm just guessing latin roots i mean it's, it's fine if you can't find you
0: can look it right. i i I, yeah. I i hate when people are like here's a list of 25 phobias you never heard and they just give you the word one of them was a fear of long words and like that word is really long i thought that was kind of funny But no one cares. It's boring to just read you like words. The Wikipedia
1: article on phobias actually had a section about. It's called content spamming because you can actually use like a word generator to make articles like out of this kind of thing. And apparently, this is like a really common like source of internet bullshit. Well, I'm afraid of that and like like clickbait articles. That's your phobia. phobia. Yeah,
0: by phobias that I'll click.
1: But everybody out there, if you need to sell some ads real quick. Uh, make a bunch of listicles with phobias. So yeah, just this is going to get We're, edited
0: out, by the way. No, we, I like to provide practical tips to our listeners. So, um, the, so the, the glass yeah. the glass delusion that's that's one of the the ancient phobias. I you can talk a, a it's little like eighteen thirties or whatever for young people <laughs> like, like me. It anything is. <laughs> prior
1: to uh, two thousand twelve for you is ancient. Yeah. So I was going to say the the DSM five. Speaking of which. It categorizes phobias into three like main categories. Yes. So they're
0: spec- category is.
1: Category is. Specific phobias, which includes animals, uh, like spiders, situational, and like darkness is a really common one. Uh environmental, so that would be like yeah, heights. Um, and I think just like illness. It's like or oh
0: hypochondria.
1: Personal illness and like specifically uh like fear of injection, like poisoning. So like I think like anti-vaxxers depending, not to lump them all together, uh probably include some amount of this. And it was specifically like contamination from injections is like mm-hmm. a specific phobia. So that was your situational. And then there is social phobias which is just a, like, fear of public speaking, fear of, like, being embarrassed. Anxiety just oh, falls into this.
0: Japan, Japanese, in the Japanese culture, there's a, a fear that's, it's a phobia that's very common among Japanese people, which isn't in a lot of other cultures, but it's fear of embarrassing other people. Nice. And the embarrassment that you would then feel from embarrassment. Not even. You just, yeah. it's like you don't want to give someone you else, like, douche chills or whatever.
1: The third major category... And I thought this was interesting. It's its own top-level category, is agoraphobia, which is uh, being trapped. So it's inability to escape any of the other things.
0: Oh, so that's like a tag along...
1: They treat it like its own top-level category, which I thought was weird. It's not one of the specific phobias. It's, like, super broad, which is just fear of, like... Could be claustrophobia, fear of, like, being in a crowded space. But it, it, like...
0: Oh, it's fear of being in a fear crowded fear of being
1: trapped in some situation.
0: Fear of being in a crowded space and not able to ex- escape. Yeah, that's like the okay. Yeah, it's because the treatments for that are more complicated. I I believe it. I believe it's just it's because that it's not in the usual like fight or flight response. Because there's you know there the like evolutionary theory, which is sort of like. Uh, Pavlov's dog adjacent, which is that when we were being chased by saber-toothed tigers, heart rate would increase. We'd get more like glucose in our bloodstream, like all these things would happen. And then those chemical reactions would stick around for a while and it would take a while for us to get back to our regular state because we might still need to run at any moment. Now, whenever normally your your rational brain is able to calm down your like primordial brain but in terms of phobias it's not and so even if it's just a you know a big open space your body's still going to react as if it's like a life or death and there's lots of conditioning ways to sort of like relaxation techniques to like teach you how to how to s- slow those uh, those biomarkers down on your own but I think that doesn't apply to the other categories like they're harder to treat that way
1: yeah if you recall our brains episode which I don't know that actually got recorded but uh when we talked about the the like the inner reptilian brain and then there's the limbic system like emotional response is sort of like the second layer that all mammals have this is like a 1960s take on the brain but take from what you will the the general theory is like the that phobias reside in, or they're very much like reacting to. It's in the limbic system, so it's below your like higher level thought that like humans have really developed in your like your uh, neocortex, and it's the level below that. It's like your emotional gut responses to stuff.
0: The mi- neocortex is where it's where Neo from the Matrix yeah, is it. like, whoa, yeah, whoa, that's scary, dude. <laughs> So I talked about the, the yeah the relaxation techniques to help people cope. There's also something called flooding which is just like
1: That's exposure therapy. Yeah,
0: exactly. You just go you go a hundred you go a hundred. You go all in.
1: But so yeah. I wonder like does that work? Cuz that's like a common joke that it's like I wonder if it's just fun for therapists to do where they're like you're it's like the fear factor like way of dealing with like a fear of heights. It's like you're scared of heights? we're going to drop you out of an airplane.
0: Oh, or the Maury show. Remember I showed you that clip of the the cotton ball man. So
1: there also was a drag race where they did that with the pickle. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So if you, if you want to laugh, go, I mean, not making light of anyone's fear, but, but actually, yeah, making, making light of this because it was so extreme. And maybe the, the cotton ball fear lady can laugh at this and, and uh, feel better about it. There's a, a clip from Maury where they were they're addressing fears and phobias, and this lady's she's really afraid of cotton balls, and she hates she's afraid of uh, uh, being s- asphyxiated by that, like by by having them stuffed in her mouth by a man that's made of cotton balls. So they actually like got dress, a guy, dress a
1: guy up in a cotton, yeah. ball. like Michelin Michelin man, man. Yeah. yeah,
0: and he's like chasing her around, and she, you know she's just like running away. She's like, please don't.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's what inspired flooding or like treatment by exposure is that some very cruel like Freudian psychoanalyst was like oh yeah we should do let's try that
0: okay just as a as an aerialist who performs on chains Mm -hmm. which hurt and like I'm have fear responses to like the thought that like I might feel pain from them that it might be like bad because I've gotten like some pretty gnarly like cuts from it before and I don't want that to happen. I sort of flood myself to like learn new things. So I, rather than babying myself and being like, okay, like it's all right. Well, I just let my, I just let myself feel the fear and not be afraid of the fear if that makes it. Like I let myself feel my heart rate speeding up, but I don't like a, a attach like more thoughts to it. So I feel like in that little way, flooding like if you teach the person like, okay, your heart rate's gonna increase, you're gonna feel all of these things, just feel them.
1: Is that in the latest DSM? No, I'm just this is all <laughs>
0: speculation. I'm like okay. that's a way that may that if you teach the person not how to yeah, kind of like a coping mechanism beforehand. Because the most unpleasant part of the phobia is experiencing those like those negative biomarkers. Like the actual thing isn't such a big deal, really, if you're able to see it through. But usually the uh, uh, unpleasant feelings just like grow and then you have to bail out, you know? Yeah. So I feel like with training, a flooding method could work but i think just blind flooding or you know cold turkey flooding or whatever i don't think that would i don't think that's good cuz it's going to elicit a greater fear response and then like you're you're also going to feel like an untrusting feelings and then those are going to come up the next time you think of the phobia
1: again because i have no deep seated phobia although heights make me uncomfortable so i guess a little acrophobia but uh according again to the the authoritative Wikipedia, it is that most phobias uh start to emerge between it's all it's all in like children apparently. So they like the I think the consensus take right now, and I have no idea how accurate this is or if it's all like kind of 40 and whatever, is that like phobias are often based on some childhood memory that can either be learned from watching something bad happen to like someone else or to an adult or from your own childhood experience, whatever it was, you were left in a high place or something like that, um, or you almost fell off a balcony, something that you develop a fear of heights. I don't recall anything like that ever happening to me, but who knows? But uh, it's apparently phobias emerge from ages like 7 to 10. They peak from like 10 to 13, and then it's actually pretty rare that they develop after age 17. Although these monarchs who thought they were made of glass, I don't know if they had that their entire life, or... Oh if it came about later, but yeah, it seems almost, I think that again goes to why there's the theory that it's like some, you know, deeper rooted emotional state in the brain that like is attached to it because it's stuff that would develop during your childhood. Whereas like once you're an adult, it's, I suppose, less likely you're set in your patterns or whatever. You develop an irrational fear.
0: I feel like that's very, I feel like that is very Freudian because, because very psychoanalytic. It's a psychoanalytic way, and less of like a medical. Yeah, that whole way. Th- that
1: whole theory I just explained, not based on any real hard evidence. As yeah, far as I can tell. That's or something
0: like- saying like, "Oh, your fear is actually about something else other than the fear." If you have a traumatic experience as as an adult, that can make you afraid. I think a lot of people they developed phobias, at like hypochondria, or things like that during the pandemic, you know, and because it it has to last for more than six months. Right. And so I I feel like a lot of people developed irrational fears of, you know, like agoraphobia, like going outside or, or being in public. And even though it, it's related, there's there's like a clear cause that doesn't mean that it's rational because like now it's like safe and everything. Oh, true. People yeah. who
1: would, yes, you would see them working out by themselves in the park or like going on a hike in nature and wearing a mask and you're like, I don't understand what, what are we doing here? Oh yeah, Anne of Chelsea chiming in with her meat phobia.
0: Oh yeah, her, she her, went to... Uh... Her
1: dad speculated it started when her brother was born. So maybe... But she was she she present for the birth.
0: She went to a a meat packing district when she was to the to a meat factory when she was very young, and they made her write a book or a trip report about it. And I looked at it, and there's there's just like the pictures that she drew, and there it's she was very young. I don't know how young she was, but I think I I would assume that it just came from that she went there and saw carcasses and like in kindergarten. Oh, she has a
1: dossier as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, she does a right. child
0: a childhood dossier. So Yeah. Yeah, she says right.
1: You're like, yeah, the it's hard to read the writing, uh, the child's writing because of the blood splatter on the pages from, really, from the slaughterhouse yeah, She's she and the, child, cow, the cows
0: all have like Xs in their eyes, but she's okay with eating fish. And I think that's, you know, cuz she didn't see them there. They mm-hmm. weren't there. You go to a totally. market in Wuhan. Yeah, no. Totally violating fish. my my HIPAA agreement with my mother by the way. <laughs> they would not be happy. I hope they're not they're yeah. not listening.
1: If you thought the banter on Question Block was good. The medical secrets are really what you should stick around for. I guess we've gone through our phobias and I I have a yeah, slight fear of heights where it's not uh, it's not show stopping and it's weirdly dependent on if I have support or not. So I'm like fine on ladders. If the ladder is... Because I feel... Whatever reason, I think it's if I envision myself falling, it gets scary. So the ladder often feels, like, very sturdy or whatever, stable, and it's fine. I go up and, like, climb around or everything. Or even, like, climbing up a tree or something, I'm fine with. Because I feel that I'm supported. Um, Whereas being on something that feels very wobbly or unsupported... Like uh, what? Is maybe worse. Like, an example is, you know, the balcony at... um,
0: Robin's house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ha ha ha. I mean, that thing's just, with some dowel rods. It's a string. Um, no, the balcony of like um, the Whitney on the outdoor area in the Whitney. Yes. Their balcony is just like, because I guess it's modern art. It's just like, that's not preventing anyone from falling off anything. It would like maybe keep you from accidentally like bumping it and falling off a ledge, but that's not going to save you. If you ran full speed out, you'd go right over. Uh, so something like that, like I, feel uncomfortable getting close to the edge. Because I'm like, oh, I could just go right off this thing.
0: So you're, you're afraid of modern art. That's what you're saying. I
1: think that's what I'm really saying. Um, <laughs> and if Chelsea believes it's rational to be scared of heights, it depends on the context, I think. Um, you know, if you're on, like, a ski lift, right? That Like, I always get a little, like, nervous on, like, a ski lift, for example. But, like, you're held up by a steel cable that will support, you know, tons of weight. They don't ever collapse or, like, fall. But you can still feel uneasy because you're just sitting on a chairlift in the middle of, you know, open air.
0: I have a list of of famous people and stuff that they were afraid of, if you want to know.
1: That's what I'm ready for. That's what I've been waiting for this whole episode. Let's hear it.
0: Okay. So Hans Christian Andersen, he was afraid of being buried alive.
1: Is that any of his stories?
0: Well, his stories are a little creepy, you know.
1: You would think he had the glass thing because the little mermaid apparently, right? Her, like, legs felt, like... Felt awful when she was walking on them. Yeah. In like the original dark version of it. So he yeah. didn't want to be buried, buried well, alive.
0: Yeah. He said, well, because he read, he read a lot of books. He read a lot of books uh, about like from, from ancient cultures. And there were myths that like you could be buried alive back then. And so I think. You that know. was like
1: the working theory of vampires though, right? That like in, in Romania, yes. they occasionally buried people alive and then dug themselves out of the grave who maybe had rabies or like, yeah, they, they had some condition that led them to like go bite people too.
0: He uh, he said that he would, well, or er, according to some people, he would, he left a note next to his bed every night before he went to sleep that said, I only appear to be dead.
1: <laughs> I'm not actually dead.
0: Oh, yeah. Like the opposite of like a suicide note.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what I carry around a note in my pocket that says Ariel poisoned me,
0: <laughs> and I carry a note in my <laughs> pocket. Yes, it says I did not poison. <laughs> not poison, no. In case I am poisoned, <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt was so afraid of fires that he would practice fire drills on his own in the White House. So he was the original like the royal tenon bounds like. on his
1: own. Yeah, and he would pull out like a. Uh, a pocket watch.
0: He, I mean, he told the American people that they had nothing to fear except fear itself and fires.
1: And he was afraid of fear. <laughs>
0: yeah, he was, yeah.
1: Do you think it's because he was, like, he had polio and was in, like, his wheelchair or whatever, so he was afraid he would be left behind or he couldn't get down the steps, maybe? Oh,
0: maybe. Did he have wooden legs? No. No. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you wish. <gasps> yeah, I w- that, that would be cool. extra. Yeah. Yes.
0: So Hitler was afraid of dentists? Nice. Which it's which might explain why he had such terrible oral hygiene. I mean, he probably had good. You know, he loved he loved to clean things.
1: He also did math.
0: Yeah, like the that's video, probably. The, like he had dry mouth.
1: Of him on math and like yeah, getting the entire German army hooked on math too, so they can do could do. A, you know, crazy campaigns.
0: He needed eight separate trips to the dentist for one root canal alone. Which that I mean, that just means he had a, a really shitty dentist. He should. I mean, because all the good dentists are Jewish. So,
1: ooh, nice burn. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> uh, Salvador Dali was terrified of insects, specifically afraid of grasshoppers, but he used to paint them. So that was that was cool. He used to paint, but they're always like scary.
1: I know his clocks. I'm aware of his elephants with super long legs. I'm not, not familiar with his grasshoppers.
0: Well, think of, or think of like ants in the in in the clock, paint the passage of time painting. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. The ants are, are
0: symbolizing decay and mm-hmm. death, right? Because they're like crawling out of the clock, which is like mm-hmm. August- Augustus Caesar. Oh, not Julius Caesar. Okay.
1: No, Julius Caesar wasn't afraid of anything.
0: He was afraid of... Of the dark and had a fear of thunder and lightning.
1: You think just because of Zeus?
0: Yeah, maybe. Right. That's a yeah. pretty
1: not unreasonable fear if you think you're maybe cursed by the gods and like the head god of your pantheon is thunder and lightning.
0: I that would be that would be really funny if no, I was just thinking, I was laughing because I was thinking, you know, you're trying to like attack him and you're like, all right, everyone, just turn out the lights. And he's like, oh shit.
1: Oh, I'm reading about right, the Roman historian Suetonius who brought the emperor's fears to light. So put him on blast, basically.
0: Oh, my goodness. He said that, I guess he witnessed lightning killing killing a slave. Mm. So that oh, was a few, a few, meters, a few meters ahead of him.
1: So, yeah, after that, he was like, oh, that was meant for me.
0: So there's Peter the Great hated insects and his servants worked around the clock to keep his phobia at bay. And Ed- Edward Munch was afraid of outdoor spaces and crowds
1: oh agoraphobia yeah so that's what the scream is based on
0: Howard you oh this is interesting Howard Hughes was terrified of germs and he was like basically a hypochondriac
1: yeah that's a I don't know if you ever saw the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns starts a casino oh yeah. and he becomes Howard Hughes and is like sealed in this chamber and like He's like, look at them Smithers, covered in germs. And,
0: oh, yeah. and that, Yeah, 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 yeah. And then
1: the very end of the episode, the joke is because Howard Hughes built a, the, like, the largest plane ever out of wood called the Spruce Goose. And it, oh, yeah. And like, I don't think it was even capable of flying because it was built out of wood. It was too heavy. But at the end of that Simpsons episode, Mr. Burns pulls a gun on Smithers, and he's like, Smithers, I've built a plane for us to get away from here. Get in. So wow! There's like, surely, sir, that's a model.
0: Speaking of planes, anyway, Kim, <laughs> Kim Jong Il <laughs> was he he survived a helicopter crash, and so he was he's a he was afraid of flying. Life he had a lifelong fear of flying. He would only take boats places.
1: He would only take boats. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he even going?
0: He went to Russia. It took him eleven days.
1: Oh, okay. That's a <laughs> yeah. Nice you know who else has a fo- a fear of flying? Who? John Madden. Oh, yeah. John Madden famously tours around the U.S. to like, I don't know about it anymore, he's probably retired, but he used to very famously had his own like tour bus to like go to different like games throughout the season and he would have to drive between them. The irony is it's way more dangerous to drive than it is to fly.
0: Or take a camel, right? Isn't that more dangerous than?
1: Is a camel more dangerous than flying? I feel like people probably. have camel
0: accidents more frequently than they do.
1: Constantly. Flying.
0: What do you think Alfred Hitchcock was afraid of?
1: Birds, Is oh, it birds!
0: It's it's yeah. He was afraid of chicken. He hated chicken and egg chicken chickens slash chicken eggs.
1: Well, I guess in the birds, there's it's just a bunch of pigeons that they're like keep sending around. They're like chasing down Lauren Bacall. It's not yeah, Lauren Bacall, I mean, but those but, but actress, uh, chickens but,
0: can't really fly. It's more the I think the eggs that he was. He just
1: hated eggs. Yeah. Okay.
0: What was Henry? The what you know, King Henry, the King Henry. What was he afraid of?
1: Geez, I don't know.
0: Wives. (laughs) (laughs) He was a (laughs) germaphobe. Okay. Yeah, he 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 would take all these precautions to avoid the plague.
1: Oh, I could see avoiding the plague, but yeah, it's funny because they didn't. I don't think like the germ theory of like medicine and bacteria like hadn't been developed yet. So, what was he even doing?
0: He would try sleeping in different beds and tried to be very clean.
1: Just a lot of poultices, probably. Just a lot of herbs, incense that he's burning. Yeah. I don't think they really knew how to actually avoid the plague.
0: Yeah, he just was scared. Well, that's even scarier, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Uh, but his, his diet was fucking like awful, though. So he died of just being like unhealthy, like physically, and you know, because he would just like eat like shit and he didn't exercise. That's actually what it's the the thing that's closest to you will kill you. (laughs) Uh, What was Genghis Khan afraid of?
1: You told me this before the episode. Okay. So I remember dogs. Yes. Which I found kind of wild for like a nomadic people. I thought like the Mongols probably had dogs and like trained them and everything. And clearly he loved horses. And it was great at like riding on horses, but. Yeah, scared of dogs. Maybe because the dogs would spook his horses. Yeah. Think about that. He didn't want to get thrown by a horse.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'd, like, never seen one. Like, he traveled somewhere, he had never seen one. He was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's a dog.
1: <laughs> Pretty sure by the time of Genghis Khan, they had dogs everywhere.
0: What was Nixon afraid of? There's only, like, two more on here.
1: Um, I mean, Nixon, I think, was he was just... Super paranoid, afraid of being like tape recorded or something. So he tape recorded
0: everybody else. And that's like what led to Watergate. He was afraid of hospitals. He was afraid if he got checked into one, he would never check out. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I get the rest of these people are just more like a lot of the buried alive thing is really which is like that's so that's so much work to like it's like it's hard to be buried dead these days, you know?
1: Oh, because of how expensive it
0: is. Yeah, I mean just like you can't just like go bury someone. Like that's so much more I mean, just think about like all the people who kill people and like how hard it is for them to bury Yeah, I mean
1: if you're a fan of the classics though, I mean you've you've watched Romeo and Juliet and you're like you're like, Yeah, people like take potions all the time and they seem dead and they're not. And if doctors <laughs> your doctors aren't that good and any time someone
0: potions all the time. Yeah.
1: If somebody like You know, goes into a coma. The doctor's like, probably dead. I don't really know how this works. Like, what is a pulse or breathing? Because it is so horrific to imagine, I guess, that uh, maybe people really were legitimately scared of it.
0: It's The original cotton ball phobia. You're like, I'm afraid dirt's going to be stuffed in my mouth.
1: Speaking of dirt, maybe we should talk about the fetish of eating dirt.
0: Oh, yeah. Pica. Yeah. That's that's actually, are
1: we ready to, that's not really a fetish, it's it's not not. sexual, I guess. Well,
0: no, a fetish, okay, so we need to, we need to get some definitions down. Are We We ready? to clear, we're
1: halfway through, we're going to switch now from phobias to fetishes. Have we covered everything in phobias?
0: No, but all the good (laughs) stuff. So there you go. All the interesting stuff. That's
1: why you guys listen to this podcast because we don't <laughs> cover everything in detail. We pick the best parts.
0: Yeah, we like. Uh, and and is is yeah. making
1: a point about people who are dared to be buried alive. And so yeah, classic fear factor. Or if you remember from uh, oh
0: Houdini, wasn't he, didn't he Houdini?
1: Houdini got buried. A lot or just thrown into water. He
0: buried a lot. Yeah, he
1: would get like put into some container, right? Like a box or whatever and handcuffed. And then they'd throw it in the river. Definitely David Blaine has done a buried. He had like a whole special called Buried Oh Alive. yeah, he
0: had the coffin.
1: Yeah, he's just very good at meditation, I think.
0: They also added out the uh, the part where he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. And the
1: part in the middle where he like gets McDonald's delivered like via seamless to the coffin and eats it. Yeah. <laughs> very, that's a secret.
0: We don't need to trigger the Hans Christian Andersen out there. Oh, we didn't there. talk
1: about arachnophobia though.
0: Oh, the spider. Well, Here. there's there's spider phobia, and then there's also
1: considering the, the dot. What's the hole? What's the hole? I'm
0: I'm more the the dots that Lily's friend was afraid of.
1: Yes. The circles. So the the phobia that was triggered by a bunch of people when the iPhone like 10 came out and it had the three cameras, iPhone 11 the three cameras. Yeah. Um, but seeing a collection of holes together. And the theory behind that phobia is that it reminds you of a spider. Yeah, our friend Lily heard she had a coworker who had this fear. So seeing any regular pattern of holes would freak her out.
0: So no mesh? She wasn't a meshy bish?
1: No. All right, I'll look up the name of that because I feel it's important that we get that on the record. Yeah, the but holes. In the meantime. The
0: clusters. I don't like the word cluster. I, it's <laughs> not, a, I, I'm like, Ugh. You
1: got a cluster phobia. <laughs> In the meantime, why don't you introduce our guests to fetishes?
0: Okay. Well, so we should talk about these terms real quick so the kinky people don't get upset. Because they get really they get really upset. <laughs> they get really upset and they make um, really long videos about uh
1: Tripophobia, ah. it's called by the way. And so can include uh like even a beehive, the regular pattern of like, oh, like a, beehive. a poppy. Or yeah, poppy close-up images of seeds or pores. Yeah. Oh, the Doctor Pimple Popper. Holes. Trypophobia.
0: Trypophobia. You get tripped up. I'm afraid you're gonna trip in one of those holes. That would suck for the kids in that book, Holes. Yeah. He's like, I gotta dig holes far away from the other holes. Yeah. Para- paraphilia is more of a disorder, right? The DSM five mm-hmm. is like, this is these are behaviors that like a person cannot experience sexual completion without like behaviors or things Mm -hmm. fetish fetishes are part. They are a paraphilia. They're like, they're a, they're a subsection of like paraphilia. Right. Yeah. Because they relate to objects.
1: A fetish is describing. And so the, the term fetish comes from like anthropology in like 17th, 18th century, Primarily from like when anthropologists in the West started studying African cultures and in African cultures. There's it's like a common through a bunch of like different religions to have like a, little statues or like not a voodoo doll, but like the kind of stuff you see in the map. Right. Like a little statue or carving and ascribing actual magical powers or abilities to like the totem itself. Oh, to chairs. the representation.
0: Chair, they legit have. There's. Like they magic have magical chairs. chairs. Yeah, that are like their own spirit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so the stools. Sorry, stools. The yeah. the yeah. The Western term for that, for ascribing some magical powers or or just some special like state of being to an object, is fetishism. Yeah. And so that's originally an anthropological term, but we're gonna talk about it in a sexual.
0: Well. So, really war. what we're talking about, for, f- the umbrella term for fetishes, which are, which are, I guess, the umbrella term for fetishes is kinks, right? There's mm. kinks and then, b- because kinks are things that you don't need, to, you don't need, but you like. So, most of the stuff we're talking about is actually more more of a kink. It's
1: more of a kink.
0: Because a fetish would be like, and, and I guess fetishes can become kinks, so... It, it, or uh, kinks can become fetishes. So mm-hmm. if you start masturbating and there's some a shoe in front of you, like some some cute shoes, you can be like, I would like to have those shoes around me. So you're me. saying
1: a kink is something you want, but a fetish is something you need. yes. Fetish is a responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> to, to provide that thing to yes, yourself. Yes, exactly. Uh, and before you get too far, Anne would like you to shout out your source of your grandmother.
0: Oh, my grandmother! Yeah, my grandmother Louise J. Kaplan has a book called Cultures. She's many books. She's many leather-bound books, but there's one called Cultures of Fetishism where she she talks about fetishizing
1: cultures. <laughs> Fetishism. throughout
0: like across culture, the cultural spectrum. So she, she she also collected shoes. She collected little shoes. She had the lotus slipper, like a Chinese foot binding shoe. She had Barbie shoes. She sort of collected them. And she has a whole chapter on like shoes and, and shoe fetishizing and, and like foot fetishizing.
1: Yeah. So knowing that That baseline definition of fetish of of that like ascribing magical powers or like potency to some object, then when you hear the term foot fetish, what it really is saying is that taking a what is generally considered a non sexual body part like a foot and making it sexual, ascribing sexual power to it or like influence to it. That's that's yeah, pretty much what we're going for. Yeah, that's that's like why the term is used.
0: Yes. And so some of the time when we talk, especially when we talk about people who had these kinks or fetishes, we might use those terms interchangeably. But like for all the people in in the community, in like the kink community, we're not trying to offend you by like saying we're not trying to fetishize you. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Uh yeah, because oh they get mad. They get really mad. It's it's usually the submissive. I feel like there's a lot of like a lot of like brats and like puppy puppy girls and like baby girls or whatever, and they're like, let me explain terminology and it's like an hour long video.
1: So you're speaking from experience of probably this is overlaps with the ASMR community to some extent. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, this, this next half hour or so, this second half of the, of the podcast, we'll talk about our research, but it will also be semi-autobiographical uh, for you. Yes. Because you have worked in and among the fetish community.
0: Yeah, I did. And uh, long story short, I was faking it, but I was a great actor, so I gave the people what they needed. <laughs> nice. But we'll get to that at the end. And does
1: want to make clear, yeah. not all fetishes are sexual. Most are not, and that is true. true. Yeah. We're just talking about the sexual ones because that's what the people want to hear about. Yeah, exactly. Those
0: are the only interesting ones. <laughs> no, no. As far back as 1220 AD, there's writing about how sexy feet were, and the thought is that there were a lot of venereal diseases at that time, and so this is another another thing, like what came first, the the historical context or the psychological phenomenon.
1: I thought it would go back even earlier, but all right.
0: I mean, this is the first, like someone was like, feet are hot, you know? (laughs) I mean, because in the, in, yes, we we can can go go back. from their artifacts that they believed. Yes. In in like Mesopotamia. I mean, it it all starts in Mesopotamia. If we really want to like,
1: Oh, we're going to, if we, yeah. Yeah. 6,000 years ago or whatever with the dawn of recorded civilization, someone was writing down feet are pretty hot.
0: Ancient foot fetishization came from like, yeah, vaginas and like penises aren't so sexy because they're like getting everyone sick. So let's stick to a part of the body that like can't really get you sick. And that makes it like then people start to to fetishize it because they're like, you know what, why don't you just give me a foot job? And then they're like,
1: yeah, I mean, I suppose. But at the same time, it's not like people had like insoles or pedicures back then. So I bet most people had pretty like calloused. Uh gross feet. Yeah, but also. imagine
0: how gross like imagine a, a gross. diseased <laughs> vagina looked, especially okay, like bye. they yeah, the pet under all the petticoats with the
1: Yeah, probably everybody had lice in their pubic hair. It's a yeah it's a which is time.
0: why shaving the pubic hair like all you know, that that first made to a... Oh, same thing. You're yeah. like
1: is uh yeah, around the time people started wearing wigs, they're so like, Well we to get rid of <laughs> pubic hair as well
0: and a lot of times prostitutes would do it because like they were the ones who had most of the life so they would they would do it mm-hmm. so you know that was like the original porn star I guess and so like yeah it's a it's a tradition that like tr- it's the same thing like people who are having like the most sex it like trickles down the like sexual fetishization trickles down from like the extreme to like the mainstream <laughs> so necrophilia is also a very old, oh, I said, I said necrophilia on Instagram it was like, whoop, <laughs> poor,
1: poor connection. It was yes. like, what'd you say? That's an old
0: one. It's a very old one because there, yeah, there's lots of, of writings about in Egypt, they would leave the, the body with like the husband or wife, like for a couple of days. And yeah, then... but
1: I thought it was just a metaphor. And they're like going to the spirit world is the idea.
0: No, they would leave them. They're like, they no, would no, leave. some
1: people took it literally. Yeah. That no, the corpse would, got up and Greek, walked around at night.
0: Greeks and the Egyptians, they would leave the deceased person for three days before handing them over to the embalmers to discourage intercourse with the bodies.
1: From the embalmers? Yes. Oh, so they were like, we're going to wait three days for this like body to get a little gross. <laughs> yeah. The, the embalmers won't <laughs> Yeah. try to. All right. I mean, I guess if you thought that the pharaoh was literally God incarnate, Right then, like maybe you try, you try a little something. <laughs> You're an involver.
0: So the Herodotus wrote that the Greek tyrant Paradanters, quote unquote, baked his bread in a cold oven when referring to his deceased wife. Oh, that's a yikes! <laughs> that's a no for me. That's a
1: pretty clever turn of phrase. Nice yeah. job. The original (laughs) rapper. like, pretty sick metaphors 2,000 years ago. Not bad.
0: Yeah. That's like, he's like, the library is open. (laughs) open. (laughs) The library of Alexandria is open.
1: Vaughn baketh his bread.
0: Yeah. Yes. How gross. Oh, auto-erotic asphyxiation, which is very dangerous, I should say. It's very, it's one of the most dangerous ones. People haven't mastered it yet to this day. Mm -hmm. It's because, like, when people were hanged, they would have boners. And so, like... Doctors would sometimes, they saw that and because the doctors were present, they were probably the ones who were doing the hanging. So they were like, we do everything. Well,
1: just, yeah, declare Declare death. death. (laughs) They got to sign the death certificate, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So they
0: were like, ooh, interesting. Maybe my patients who come to me wanting a blue chew, maybe I can just choke them out a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) And it worked
1: some of the time.
0: Yeah, some of the time it did. and then But also those people died. They're like, it worked, but they're dead.
1: Well, you need a, a trained medical professional to be yeah, doing it. Yeah, but they're like, I know that's an embalmer the who
0: would, they just call their friend. <laughs> I guess so. They're like, get over here. I got a cold oven for you.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder if some of these things, how people discover them.
0: Well, that, that's that's how. I mean, that's uh-huh. the that's the thought behind it. I'm going to get into BDSM like after this because that's its own thing, which is actually really interesting and like funny. Okay. But Rubber and Latex.
1: I do want everybody who is listening needs to stick around to hear your... My personal, your personal anecdotes. anecdotes. I personal anecdotes are really going to be the highlight of the episode. Okay. <laughs> so so
0: r- Rubber and Latex started with uh, with, with Macint- the Macintosh Society. It started with the Macintosh Raincoat. And mm. then people, yeah, they eroticized this, uh, this material. And then also during the war, there was, you know... Uh, medical like latex like latex gloves and stuff to keep you dry in wartime started being purchased like after the war and yeah for sexual purposes w- or just for readily because it felt available
1: good. rubber <laughs> it's just like yeah
0: well a lot and th- here's the thing that is something where latex specifically has a very it has a specific smell it has a specific very specific texture to it and also like sound Mm -hmm. and it gives you the feeling of being held like when you're in a latex catsuit you feel very very held that is something that that might just be enjoyable in general and then some people experience it and they're like i've definitely had this all all along but like now i can you know it's it is something that's already pleasurable and this is just like taking it to the next level is like these specific outfits and things like that.
1: I thought a lot of like the I know we're doing just latex right now, not BDSM, but I thought a lot of the appeal was like it's now associated with sort of toughness and like sexual dominance or whatever. But like I thought a lot of the appeal was not wearing it, but like seeing people wear it.
0: So you're talking about leather, which is different. I'm talking about latex, which is not leather, which is a which as you yeah as as a scientist, you okay. know,
1: so not patent leather, you're talking about specifically
0: latex like latex latex and like rubber rubbery things
1: you've worn like a rubbery latex cat suit,
0: yeah, so they make they make like specific cat suits and like thing that is like a so a I'll, little primer, like I was a submissive for. these like fetish videos and that latex is a lot of times it's more of a a sub thing or it's a thing that people both sub and dom wear together and like the feeling of the latex is together but being like wrapped in latex or like almost restrained in it because it you get sweaty and it like it is restraining but also you're being like held in it
1: yeah i wore latex gloves when i worked in a chemistry lab so that's more like... Yeah. And so, now nitrile is really more in vogue than a yeah. latex. Well, it's more durable. because people
0: aren't, and they're not allergic to it. Oh, yeah. Which, that would suck. Oh, my God. Having a latex fetish and being allergic to it.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? It'd be, it'd be tough.
0: BDSM. Do you know what BDSM stands for? Uh,
1: bondage, dominant, sadomasochism.
0: Yeah. And... So there was. So I'm gonna talk about the sadomasochism part because it's because because
1: did it originate with the Marquis de Sade? Yes.
0: Yeah, so Marquis de Sade is where sado comes from, right? Have you ever read his book?
1: I have not read his works. So no.
0: his, I mean his his book is very. It's very violent. It's very. It's it's wild and it, but it's it's almost like campy to the. It's it's crazy. It gets called. um I was going to say 20, 21 years of solitude. No, it's... It's like the dinner party. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of like a dinner party. But anyway, he was just, he was just like a, a very kinky guy who got, he got beaten a lot when he was, he went to some school. And then he also... It's w- so funny. He's beat and like... His
1: subtitle is French philosopher. And you're like, I don't think that's what he's known for, but... Well, it's he's yes, a controversial his, his guy. Libertine sexuality.
0: Yeah. No. What was the name of his book? I, the 120 days. of
1: 120 Sodom. 120
0: days of Sodom. I was like, what? No, it's a number. So <laughs> he he did like all he he like,
1: like 90 days he, of summer. He
0: raped like a ton of people, and this one, it's always it's always stated like this one person. It was like on Easter too, mm-hmm. which is like who? It's like yeah, he raped someone bad on Easter, especially bad. Then he went to all these different prisons and it kept you know like one prison burned down and he got moved to another prison whatever but he uh, he wrote this book when he was in prison but he didn't really get to finish it and it's it it's about these 14 libertines who lock themselves away in a castle which is very similar to his own castle by the way mm. and they they lock themselves away with a, with a harem of children every month is supposed to be A different like degree of sexual insanity, basically. But he only finished four months, so November is. I just think it's funny. Like November is the month of simple passions. Mm -hmm. So basically, there's there's this month. There's like no penetration. There's a lot of fluids. It's kind of like oh, simple passions. Yeah, simple. Yeah. Okay. Right. December is the month of complex passions. (laughs) Okay. Which they're not really that complex. Um, There's a lot of underage stuff that happens. January is the month of criminal passions. There's there's lots of like really painful ouchy stuff a lot and of violence, yeah. And mo- and like a lot of incest. And It is crazy because like the ch- it's like they have this original amount of people that they bring but somehow within these months like within like 4 months there's like new generations of the people and it's like what the hell? I mean it's like a fantasy. So yeah. Whatever.
1: That's and I was going to say reading his Wait. His quick bio. He didn't do any of this stuff. No, no. He just he he did a like a a little bit. bit. He did
0: he did like he did like December, maybe. He
1: he beat up a housemaid. I said on Easter. On Easter and had an orgy with some prostitutes.
0: Well, he gave them Spanish fly and then they got sick. (laughs) But But okay, wait, February? The acts depicted. February. February. The the month of murderous passions. And there's like super, super owie stuff and gross killings. And it's like X rated saw, basically. So his son tried to burn all of his manuscripts, but then. <laughs>
1: I mean, nice.
0: Yeah, he was like, I don't he want this like, guy associated with really. me. Yeah. Um, even, uh, or Yvonne Bach published his book. Alfred Bennett came, like, he's the first, he's kind of the first person who used. Sadism as like a term, right? And then as as a term, which is sadism, is like a, a sexual pleasure at at causing pain to others, right? Yes. Yeah. Sexual cruelty. Okay. And so, do you know where masochism comes from?
1: No, no. So I don't. It, it comes through. from
0: the Velvet Underground's famous song "Venus and Furs." <laughs> now, it comes from the book that that's based on. Which is by Chevalier Leopold von Sack <laughs> Wait, yeah. say that name again. Chevalier she- Leopold. Uh, Cheval- Chevalier, I guess. Chevalier Leopold von Sack Maisak. Okay. Yeah. So I've I've read like parts of that book, and it's this guy. He falls in love with a statue of Venus, and then he sees a lady who looks a lot like the statue, and he's like, "Please beat the shit out of me." <laughs> And she's like, no. And he's like, please. And you as the reader are like, can you please make this guy like like you really want her to beat the shit out of him? Because he's so annoying. He's so whiny. And then eventually she does. And they come up with this with a contract that's basically he has to do whatever she says and that she can beat him. But her end of the bargain is that she has to wear furs as much as possible when beating him because he really likes that. And in his real life, he actually met a a woman who was like, ooh, I want to be like your your Venus and furs. And he was like, great. And it actually turned out to be kind of a nightmare for her because she was like, I have to like cook and raise my kids. And then at the end of the day. The
1: book actually was that successful? And then she was like. And then he, that he had a fan who wanted to like act yeah, out the book. Yeah, who
0: became his wife. And then she was like, God damn it, I'm so busy. I don't want to have to like choke my husband out every night. Like, yeah. so, yeah. And he 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 really did not want masochism to like be named after him. But Richard Von Croft Ebbing coined the term masochism. And yeah, Masak was like, please, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want people to know what a whiny bitch I am. But actually a lot of a lot of sort of a lot of like cucks come from this Venus and Fur's um book. So because Ma- Masoch's name in the book his slave name is Kafka or not Kafka for um the the guy in in metamorphosis. It's not yeah, by Kafka, sorry.
1: Oh, the guy who becomes the Gregor, his name is Gregor. Gregor. His slave Gregor name is Gregor. That's yeah. Right.
0: So he's so this book has actually influenced a lot of a lot of things, oh. so yeah. And then Freud, he really like he was like, oh yeah, sadomasochism. I'm use these two together. He was like, I like that
1: because Freud is a marketing genius.
0: Yes, he really He's was more, though. More than
1: anything else, yeah. Good yeah, go to marketing. I mean, Not, I don't think a great yeah scientist necessarily or or even psychoanalyst, but great at
0: He just doubled down. He doubled down a lot because. A, a lot of people before him, they were like throwing these words around and they were they were having like speculations and stuff like that. And he was like... Yes.
1: But those people would be like, this is just a speculation, it's just yeah. my theory about what, what might be going on. Ford was like, no, this is what's happening.
0: Yeah, and it's because of your father.
1: <laughs> We've got all our terminology.
0: Yes, he okay. thought that you would get a foot fetish or like because you were a kid and you would see like, you'd be like at the height of feet when you were like figuring your sexuality out.
1: Oh, yeah. This this harkens back to what I said about apparently this is currently still the accepted like idea of what causes phobias is that it's some childhood trauma associated with a thing. And the, the like it's weird that the 40 still just like have the floor as far as like how we all interpret phobias or fetishes.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's so romantic. It's so romantic and mystical, you know? It's a lot more exciting than They got like, a good
1: story. Yeah, it's a, lot, well, it's a lot more exciting than being like, I don't know, that's just what you're into. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's way more, it's, yeah, cool to be like, well, when you were a child, you.
0: And he, I mean, his yeah. thing is like, all trauma is, or all things come from this uneasiness that when men find out that women don't have penises, they freak out and they become afraid of like losing their own penis. And then women find out that men do have penises, and so like in the envy, it's <laughs> the it, th- envy. these feelings. They they need yeah. to have something to do with these feelings of like unrest, and so that's how traumas and fetishes happen. You know, they come, they come apart, they come into your being. It
1: is, yeah. There's the whole you have to kill your father, so it's the Oedipal complex. All the project projected a lot. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> We're huh. still dealing with the consequences. Yeah, what, what about that. his
0: father and mother?
1: I don't know. I don't know how they dealt with him. He, like, our unruly son is stupid. His, his blaming us for everything.
0: Okay, so you want to hear the stories? You want to hear the good stories?
1: Yeah. What's your, what's your favorites? What are your what's favorite your, like, stories? Top, your top three. Know. The pie one's really great.
0: Okay. All right, so the pie one. So I was friends with this dom who had her own dungeon and she was like very successful and she would get these clients a lot of the time that wanted a more submissive experience. And she's like, I can't do that. You know? So she would,
1: (laughs) I cannot provide that for you. I have to take you into my dungeon and whip you.
0: Sorry. But by the way, like if you're a professional sub or dom, like your, your work doesn't involve any sexual release. Like it, Like the, your client can go home and like take care of themselves thinking about the experience, but it's more just, it's just giving the experience to someone. It's not about like a release. It's about, I mean, I guess having the experience is a release. So that's like a little, little preface.
1: Yeah. If you want top quality Grammy award winning actresses, they're not going to do nude scenes for you. Exactly. You have to settle if you're going to, you know, as a director. So yeah, that's, that's the choice you're making.
0: So I, and I was like, I could be a submissive because I'm lazy and I I feel like being a, like acting like a dom at the time. I was like, I, I don't care. Like, yeah, I don't I, I was put like, a lot of energy into yeah, it. I feel like I feel like being submissive was like a lot more, you know, you're just like, oh, OK, <laughs> sure. Ow, <You've, laughs> you know,
1: you've made this point, too, though, that if you are a dom dealing with a, a submissive person, the submissive person is actually like...
0: They're in charge.
1: ...super needy and like all up in your shit and you have to constantly expend energy to be like whipping them yes. or yelling at them or thinking up mean things to say or, to them.
0: With, or because there was one time when I was like, oh, I would like a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. And it was way more work, which, which you know, like being a brat, which is like, you know, just like the the... Dad, Daddy, I want a golden goose, like that kind of thing. I was like, I could do that for like tons of money, every and minimal interaction with someone, but I really couldn't because the guy got really annoying. And I, you know, I tried to like take out my aggression in a bratty way, but I was just like, this just isn't, this just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I found a friend who was like a real mean bitch, and I, I hooked them up. But the pie, so there, there's this famous successful shoe designer and he wanted me to wear a pair of the shoes that he had designed like a like a sample size $1000 pair of shoes and then he would have these like whipped cream pie like just you know the pie with like the like the clown pies right and
1: pies made for throwing yes pies for made for throwing mm-hmm.
0: and he would say oh i got this i got this for your birthday for you and i would have to say like like how dare you? I wanted a car. Like this is terrible. I'm so upset. I'm so sad. And then I would smush it in his face, and he would he would just say thank you, and like go take a shower, and then come back, and we do this like three or four more times, and then
1: would he say thank you, or is yeah. he more like German? He'd be like, very well, I go shower, I come back.
0: No, he would he <laughs> would look ashamed, and he would go thank you, <laughs> thank and then he would go shower. Okay, yeah, and then
1: come back. And then you did it four times. Yeah. Did he move the camera to get different angles on it?
0: No, it was different scenarios. So he would go, okay. I guess that that one was kind of dummy, but it was like, yeah, my friend didn't want it. She didn't want to take that. Job. I she didn't like the goofy ones. She's like, I'm in it for like the standard, like I will tie you up and leave you in my basement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I uh, he he yeah he had different scenarios. Uh, so it would be like birthday present is a lot of times it would be like a present and I would be really disappointed about it. Whereas sometimes he would just be like, I baked this and I would be like, this is, this is disgusting. The present
1: was the whipped cream pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you threw it in his face.
0: Yeah. Nice. So I, I assume that that came from like, that maybe probably something like that. He was felt really embarrassed in front of, like, a really hot person that he was into at one point, And that, like, turned him... I don't know. He was coming when they embarrassed him? I don't know.
1: <laughs> and that man is the owner of Zappos. Can I relate? It's a story yeah, that my course. brother told us at dinner the oh, other day yeah. about... Uh, I guess his he is friends with the dom, and she worked with the man, and his very particular and annoying fetish was that they would, she would lead him into like a bar, some public place on a leash, and into like the the public bathroom or whatever. She would pee on him in the bathroom and then he would emerge into the bar, covered in piss, and get thrown out of the bar and then have to like slink home. Yeah. And that was the very specific, and he would, yeah, pay very good money to have, like a dom, like you know, enact this, act out this scenario with him. It involved, like the, yeah, the whole getting beat on and the public humiliation. We were we were joking about. We're like, man, the bartenders at this they're bar, just like, no, just not them. The porter they're like, oh no, that, this guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. The, so th- there was also a balloon. There was a guy who would do like balloon. He was super into balloon popping. So he actually would supply. Do you know
1: what's the name of that group?
0: The Balloon Poppers? I don't know. No, I
1: think, right? Kind of like how furries are like people who have like dressing oh, the up group animals of do baddies. Yeah, I don't know. I thought there was thought a term meant, for.
0: Like the band. I was like, I don't know.
1: No, no, no. Like Poppers or something would be poppers. Their name. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's what we can call it. I'm going to see if I can. I mean, I'm gonna well, he would camera, supply
0: so. balloons. I He would supply balloons for a, a lot of the parties that I, I would go-go dance at. No. And. What? <laughs> His caveat for supplying the balloons is that one of the go-go dancers would occasionally, like every every hour or so, would just come up to him with the balloon, like in between our hands, like so. You would hold it up in between your hands, and you do the like, "Am I gonna pop it? Am I gonna pop it? Am I gonna pop it?" And then you just like crush it with your hand, and that he would just be like, he would just like smile, and cla- he would just be like, "Golf," cla- he'd be like, "Bravo." <laughs> It was like pretty great.
1: Oh, they're by the way, they are called lunars.
0: Oh, that's so cute, like a moon,
1: like balloon, balloon. Oh, like I thought loon. you meant like no, because they're like crazy as a loon for balloons, lunars. Oh. Or I was right, poppers.
0: Poppers, yeah.
1: But I think there are lunars. Maybe just love the rubbing and sound the of squeaky like the balloons. sound, the yeah. Of the man. Imagine if you had that fetish coupled with the clown fetish. Now, that or a clown fear, <laughs> or clown mix therapy. things up
0: for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: the uh, the book by Andy Kaufman I've been reading Aunt Kind, has a lot of clown fetish humor. Could, yeah, could I don't. I feel like a lot, lot more system. people
0: are afraid of clowns than they are fetish fetishized. Yeah, I think they're
1: creepier than they are. Uh, well,
0: because that that sexy. is a thing where Freud you get a point because like <laughs> when do we experience <laughs> clowns when, when you're, you're, a you're child. Yeah. yeah you're like why is this like like murderer in my house, yeah, it's <laughs> with a, it, with a dead chicken. it is do you ever realize that they carry a dead chicken, right? the the like rubber chicken?
1: I mean, the clowns I've associated with didn't necessarily have a rubber chicken. They have a little you know, squeaker honker thing,
0: yeah. you're like, at least I'll know when they're coming <laughs> the harbinger of clowns,
1: but it's true. I think as a child where you don't have like a great perspective on exactly like, who and what categories of adults are you're learning about like, oh, firefighter, oh, construction worker, like like different roles for adults D- in your life. Just the village people. And they're people. just like, <laughs> sure, oh, Native <laughs> American. <But> like, yeah. <laughs> Cop. <laughs> Cop. <laughs> 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 but I think it is then like suddenly at your birthday party there's just like insane-
0: Clown posse. Large <laughs> adults, just like
1: looks insane, wearing crazy makeup, acting like a crazy person. Uh, and you're like, I don't mentally ill adult <laughs> just running around yeah. my birthday party uh, and it's traumatizing in either a, a fetish or phobia manner, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Right. So I did also do a lot of because I was like people came to people came to know me as like just like really great to work with. And like because I studied I studied what the people wanted to like I was like, what is appealing about this? Like because I wanted to be like to really get it like to really satisfy whatever they wanted because it was like you know if you're gonna have a fantasy like played out you want it to be like the best possible so I'd like really try and get the nuances and so I also got into like filming all these videos for like clips for sale and things like that so I did tons of like you know like close-ups of me eating food just regular food, like people would buy like a clip of that. It would be like in a uh, TikTok like shorts or whatever today. But like people pay tons of money for that. Uh, and then like s- stepping on grapes was like another thing. And then someone reached out to me and she was like, you know, this I'm a female owned like business and I'm, I'm this like shocking machine. <laughs> and I want to do like a like electro torture video or whatever. And I was like, yeah, like I'm down. Because I was like, we're going to be acting because it's a video. Come to realize like this, this lady, what?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have signed up for that. I would be like, are you going to shock me?
0: A lot of, well, because a lot of the, all of the things, they were like, you're acting. And they were, you know, everyone was like super happy that like I was such a good actor. Mm -hmm. So this, I was, I didn't even, I was like, yeah, you're not going to turn it on or whatever. (laughs) Then I realized I'm like, oh, this crazy chick like made a shocking machine and it like really shocks you. And I was like, oh my God, like that's, you know, and she's like, oh, this is great. And I was like, dude, it's like, can we not, can you, And, and then she got like a little like sad that I didn't, that like I wasn't for real. And She did like turn it off and I was like, look, I'm going to act like it's going to be just like the real thing. And she was a little sad about it because like she made it. And I think she was really into like.
1: Yeah. And you're like, this wasn't like uh, the game that buzzes you. That's like, you know, been tested out and it's running off like batteries or something. And it's like, okay, this is you're like, this is an actual you just took you spliced like um, (laughs) a. The power cable. And and it looks so professional, stinger. you know, it okay. was like
0: it was professional and it worked professionally. But I was like, I was like, so like, yeah, I got paid so much money for doing that, though. Um, And it was it was like a cute, fun video in the end because she turned it off. But like, yeah, I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> we are not for real.
1: Can I give you a quote real quick from the the lunar?
0: Yeah, the <laughs> lunar the community. The lunar
1: community, because I like this one. This is a good one. It's uh, the topic of popping balloons is highly controversial in the community.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, because some people, it's probably very uh, alarming to them.
1: The poppers find it really great and can even climax from it. Some don't even need to be actively involved. Just watching it. Yeah. Or just the thought of the balloon popping is enough for them.
0: Yeah, that's that was like this For guy. poppers,
1: The and I love that there are acronyms for this, the B2P which is the blow to pop and S2P. Like if you keep blowing a balloon up until it pops. Or S2P, which is sit to pop.
0: Because you sit on it. I mean, that's a little less creative. The the B2P
1: and S2P balloons are especially popular. They sell balloons that are made to pop in certain situations, I guess. Oh, wow. And then, you know, well, I mean,
0: all balloons are made to pop in certain situations.
1: (laughs) The person writing those for me, popping a balloon is like a vibrator running out of batteries right while I'm in the middle of using it. Not cool.
0: Oh, not cool. This
1: person is a, a non popper who wrote this story. They're a non
0: popper. They're, they're a bopper. Okay. <laughs> I'm a nopper. A nopper. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm a nopper. I'm a nopper. Yeah. I'm a so then, yeah, so the, just like a cute story, like a cute thing to like, what, to aftercare for the scary, shocking story. I don't Me. know. Yeah, I also did be a one time, like this superhero. I had to wear like a superhero cape and like. That's cute. Run around and and like chloroform myself, but then it, like I would have to like sort of like faint and then come like come to and go like oh good now I can go on with saving the day and it would be like these very campy campy like things.
1: Was there background music?
0: No, it was literally just me like running around. Was Which it, is
1: was the costume like a Supergirl or was it some other?
0: I just had to have a cape. Superhero. It was like a little. It was like a little blue and red outfit if I recall like it looks like a cheerleader uniform but with a cape on the back. okay sort of Wonder Woman <laughs> yeah I guess she's gold but But yeah. I really think like no one would do it because it was so ridiculous and think people were like because af- like my friend was like no one will take this guy because like they're afraid he's like a psycho like they're afraid he's crazy because like he really wants this specific thing and they're afraid it's like not that's not what he wants and I was like He's being specific about it. That is exactly what he wants, and I will give it to him. <laughs> yeah, that and that 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 one person employed me for for many many a month.
1: <laughs> you feel like the industry has probably shifted now to people because, like, you can just do something like this on OnlyFans, yes, or you could just do a Zoom session and get probably the same satisfaction.
0: Yeah. So I was at the right at the beginning of like. Cam girling, like that was like on the horizon, and then I st- just like got into like other things.
1: Like cam girling, you had to set up a reel to reel machine and then ship the tapes yeah. off to a cam girling. processing it's like factory in California.
0: Regular, have have you heard of regular girling? <laughs> but with a camera, it's quite intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a roommate who who was like a a career cam girl, and I would just walk into her room, and her phone would be like literally on her stomach. And her just her boobs would be out and she'd be like, she'd just be like lazily like holding one, you know, just being like, hey. And then she'd be like, come say hi. And she's like,
1: I'm making $50 a minute. doing. Yeah. This. She'd be yeah. like, come
0: say hi. And I'd be like, you're at work right now. And she's like, oh, he doesn't care. He's a piece of shit. Come say hi. <laughs> and I'd be like, hello. And it'd just be like, it'd just be like some sheepish, some sheepish like guy, like just like.
1: <laughs> okay, you just hear the sound of some yeah potato chip bags like you wrestling? wrestling yeah.
0: But she would be in her room for like three days, like with, like these epic cam sessions. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, and, and I think the extreme stuff is way more extreme because like like the shock machine is. Pro- people are probably like, oh, the shock machine. That's not. <laughs> like, oh yeah,
1: now that's like entry level stuff, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would say if you're. There's a lot of communities like um, on if you if you want to like try stuff or whatever like I would say okay here's my advice Oh there's FetLife
1: now Wait which but, is like the OK Cupid of people with fetishes right
0: But I would say my advice to any anyone if you want to get into something and you're not sure if it's your thing why don't you fantasize about it while you're in a sexual situation first and then you'll know like and then you can go like explore
1: If you think you're a lunar but you're yeah, not sure.
0: just like think about the balloon, but like think about it, like fantasize about it first, because a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm afraid to like go out and experiment. And it's like you don't have to do that. You can experiment in your mind first.
1: That's a really good say. point.
0: Yeah, but there are lots of like communities. There's also lots of parties where you can like I used to go go dance at a ton of like fetish parties where which is where I tried the latex. Uh, there was like a latex like station and they would like you could like tried the latex on and stuff. But yeah, there's tons of like parties where there's like experiment, there's like try out situations and stuff like that.
1: Nice. It's so. like an an expo.
0: Yeah, like it's like a <laughs> the like a fetcon.
1: New York Fet Expo. I
0: actually think there is There a, probably a is fetcon. one. Yeah, you just yeah. go to
1: it and be like in a very brightly lit trade show at the Javits Center or something and be like
0: yeah, let me try out this shock
1: machine and see what's yeah. going on here.
0: All right, and there's there's like the violet wand, which actually it's funny. I used it in aesthetic school too. It's like it does the like static electricity, so it like feeds off of your own electrical current, and that's like a FDA approved. It's not what it,
1: it's it's using you as a ground. Yeah, that's what it's doing. But whatever.
0: Yeah, it also it also cleanses your pores after extraction. <laughs>
1: It might, it might do that.
0: Do you want? Do you want me to at the end tell you some famous people and the fetishes they have?
1: Yeah, let's do it because we did their famous phobias.
0: Oh yeah, so Luther, Lutheran, right? Like Luther, like the, like the, the church, the ninety nine. Martin, Martin Luther.
1: Yeah. Ninety nine. Ninety nine problems. Ninety nine Theses. Yeah,
0: it should have been more like ninety nine feces because he Church-ing was one. really into
1: no some some What's bathroom that? stuff coprophilia is that what it is yeah
0: he was, well yeah he was he he actually it might have been like
1: i feel like this is probably propaganda spread by the catholic church this doesn't sound fair to
0: no me. him and the other My monks boy, okay so like he was super into martin luther his sexualness was like more into butts of like a butt nature because like him and priests and stuff would like spank each other and like not wear underwear and like Lift each other's robes and like spanky there's documentation of this like by all of them Um But then he was he fetishized not in a sexual way, but he fetishized mm-hmm. like in a Applying magical powers to like
1: this is what poop. I feel like a lot of this is probably the Catholic Church wanted to
0: He I mean he wrote something. about it because he all he had a lot of like digestive oh, problems His diary. so he spent a lot of time like in the bathroom and he was <laughs> and like, in ri-
1: writing while, yeah. And he that. was
0: like, I, he wrote about this in the bathroom, about the bathroom, R- Rousseau, yeah. W- okay, so wasn't Rousseau like the we are born free, but everywhere we are in chains? Was that him? That sounds right. Because, I mean,
1: I think I believe French writer, you know,
0: because he was super, he was, he was a masochist, no,
1: <laughs> yep. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. French Revolution, Enlightenment. No, but wait, who's the who's the born I free? I believe that's it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he. So very fitting, because he was a masochist.
1: I want that to be true. Let me find the quote.
0: Yeah, which means that he was into whatever you in chains
1: because because I love because it because it's, it's kinky, it's hot. Bitch. yeah, yeah.
0: So he really liked. Um, yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah.
1: yeah, the opening sentence of the social contract. Man is born free, and everywhere he is in chains because. And then he came. Then it was like ellipses, and he was like,
0: (laughs) he was like, I am coming now.
1: That's okay.
0: Ben Franklin, he was into (laughs) shocking people because he was a, um, oh I forget what they're called when you are. He was like an exhibitionist. Like he would. This is what he would do every morning. He would get up and he would parade around his window naked, and and people would. They would be like, put your dick away. He's and like he in would,
1: Philadelphia, right? He's like yeah, in Philly. In
0: Philly. On the
1: set of It's Always Sunny. And
0: yeah. He'd
1: be set. like, oh, Franklin, Franklin. Put,
0: your, put your cock away. And he and would. It's like, I'm
1: stretching out my feet because I have the gout.
0: No, he would say that he was taking an air shower, which I don't even.
1: Yeah. And then. <laughs> Some college probably just threw a rock in his window. Like, fuck you. Yeah, but he he got off on the shock, like
0: how shocked people were. He was like, yes,
1: that's funny. Yeah,
0: he was also like a
1: audacious and daring ideas.
0: He was in he was into older women too. He also wrote a lot about like like he fetishized older women. He was into it.
1: Oh yeah, speaking of the founding fathers, you know Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) No. What? I feel we're on the side of Enlightenment <sighs> here. If you want to talk about oh, Sally Hemings, Okay, so but... a Gandhi on, this, yeah. on the side of Enlightenment. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, he, s- he surrounded himself... And this is just more of a, a kink. He, this Gandhi a kink. with
1: the virgins, right? And not sleeping with them?
0: Yeah, he surrounded himself with tons of naked it, it babies. He got off on
1: edge play. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but he said, he's like, I've never even seen a naked woman. I closed my eyes. Even when I was born. He was like a... He was like a um a platinum a, a platinum, platinum enlightenment. A gold star gay. But a gold star Gandhi. Yeah. If yeah. you're born
1: through a cesarean section, so you've never
0: seen He the was giant. like, I couldn't, I wouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't. I close my eyes. Yeah.
1: So there are other like I have read like the same thing and I actually in high school had a lacrosse coach who liked to like for whatever reason, that was, like, in his quotes or inspirational messages about Wait, discipline. Wait, what, what and, uh, quote? Ga- Gandhi, like, sleeping with virgins, oh, but, I like, not specific... touching them or whatever. And we were all, like, in high school. And that we're, like, guy
0: probably f- wanted to <laughs> fuck a lot of virgins. <laughs> yeah, I don't just...
1: know. I don't know why he thought. He probably just thought it was very funny to say to the us. Coach, um, yeah, the, the
0: coach doth protest too much. Coach, you're killing me here.
1: Well, yeah, I heard that, too. But I think I looked it up. And, and someone was like, oh, yeah, no, Gandhi totally slept with the virgins. It was like, he just, like, lied. We'll get more into Gandhi's history in, our, in the Gandhi episode. Yeah. <laughs> so coming. Yeah, he was originally, like, worked. I think for the British, like a police officer. I okay. okay. One, whoa, like whoa, it too whoa. tangential what we, here.
0: What do you say? His other kinks? He's I'm like, he's not buying
1: <laughs> the virgin story, is what I'm saying. All right, con- continue. No, you no, that's it. This? That's it. Oh, Gandhi yeah. is the last one. Yeah,
0: that's. I was trying to leave it. The, Franklin was the last one, but I was like, we got to oh. we gotta cover your tracks there.
1: Oh, okay. Those well, Jefferson well, tracks. famously, pop star Rihanna is supposedly also into whips and chains.
0: Oh, yeah. And if you want to watch me perform on chains and you're not afraid of public spaces and music, you're not afraid of good music, then this Saturday...
1: Let us all I say, this Saturday, uh, Secret Loft, our venue that we run, if you're listening to our podcast, you probably know that. Uh, so currently, uh, you have to show proof of vaccine to come to one of our events. Uh, so hopefully you you are vaccinated uh, or...
0: And if you're not, get over your fear of needles. I did.
1: You, you yeah. suffer from low blood pressure and occasional fainting with vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it, needles. I, it I've
0: i had tons of needles injected in me. It's only, mm. or like in me, but it's only when they're injecting like a four, it is like a point, like a scary. Oh, textbook phobia. Yeah. Look at that.
1: Yeah. But anyway, that, all that is to say that we have this Friday comedy show 8 p.m. and this Saturday starting at 9 p.m., uh, really sick dance party with uh, a bunch of our favorite Brooklyn DJs playing, like, Tech House, some, like, cool eclectic techno, a lot of dance, just dancey cool stuff. Uh, So that should be great. And you will be doing live aerial at it? Yes. Um, And I'll be doing some of the visuals and lighting. Yeah.
0: And please leave us a five-star review. It really helps. Like, that's the only iTunes algorithm that there is is like five star reviews so just do that if you want to help us out iTunes
1: has a real fetish for five star reviews it does so yeah do it do the thing
0: please that's all that we want we don't have a Patreon or anything because we like doing this
1: yeah we don't run ads yeah
0: yeah (laughs) give us a five star review so we can so let me show
1: you this little sexual (laughs) discovery
0: okay kinky but okay kinky yeah.
1: okay this is just a remix of S.M.A.